0: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever in the world you might be. I'm Nicole BZ and you know everything. And if you've been listening at all, especially recently, welcome, welcome, new listener or viewer, Uh, or if you've been around for a while. I am ultimately always talking about the same thing, which is being the best. And not like the best comparatively, not the best historically, but just simply like the best right now, which is a dynamic definition, right? You can be the best at having fun. You can be the best at sleeping. You can be the best at working. You can be the best at selling. You can so on and so forth, right? And I've been doing a lot of research, which is actually new. And thank you, AI, for allowing me to be a super nerd about things and go down the rabbit hole. That's one of my problems. I love researching. I kind of have to know how everything works all of the time. And it's like, it is a huge time suck for me. And so the fact that I can now look at multiple studies, multiple books, multiple other write-ups and um, like ideate, like I can almost like banter with the robot instead of inside my brain hole or, you know, with people, which takes time. Anyhow, point being, optimization, performance, being the best, all of these things are some of the most talked about topics, at least in my little corner of the internet. And I thought it would be fun to revisit, because I know I talk about this a lot, but where am I at right now on it? What do I think is the easiest way to optimize yourself? (laughs) So if self-improvement, if growth, um, if expansion is a goal of yours, which I am assuming it is, and that's why you're listening, I hope that we together uncover some nuggets, some inspirational points. And as for always, it is never for me to tell you what to do or how to do it. It's simply to provide you with some guideposts so that you can think, does this feel like the direction I want to go? Oh, look, there's a totally new path that I didn't even know existed. And it's right there. And that feels like the most fun or the best, or the fastest, or the easiest, or whatever you want it to be. So with that, let's talk about optimizing you, which kind of feels like the easiest way of becoming you. And you might even qualify this as the best version of you. Before I even start walking down that path of you, my friends, let me, let me halt, <laughs> let me stop you You don't need to look for problems in yourself or reasons to improve. They will endlessly and effortlessly unfold in front of you. If you are challenging yourself to achieve new things, if you're putting yourself in brand new situations, potentially really uncomfortable places, if growth again is a value for you, you are going to find all sorts of ways that you can improve without looking for it. So first things first, stop like obsessing over what's wrong with you, what can be improved, where you are lacking, how you compare to others. Like that is honestly just a really bad habit. Worrying has never done anything for anyone ever. In fact, it is a huge waste of energy and an excuse to stay exactly as you are because worrying is not addressing the thing, right? It's just thinking about the lack of the thing. So. This, like, if if that is the only thing you take away from this video, we're good. I dropped it in the front instead of saving some, like, secret whatever for the end. YouTube. Am I right? So, optimal performance refers to achieving the best level of possible performance and or efficiency in a particular task, activity, or situation. Duh. Tell me something I don't already know, BZ. It... Involves maximizing output while minimizing input. So what we're continually looking for is the most effective way of doing something. Not just efficient, not just productive or like best results, but like the least amount of input to yield the most amount of output while still achieving the desired outcome. <sighs> Someone like me has always been a done is better than perfect. You may be noticing like a blitzkrieg approach with my content. I've never been concerned in being the best. I'm just concerned with doing my best. And when I'm not even sure what that means, I'm going to just do as much as I possibly can. Because after like a good chunk of that, I'm going to be able to look back and go, that was successful. That flopped. People really like that. I had no idea. So on and so forth. Right? So... You can use this approach to everything, sports, business, personal development, relationships, yourself, and it can be measured. You set the performance indicators and you adjust accordingly. This is gonna help you understand, am I productive? Am I profitable? Am I satisfied, right? Like that's kind of important here. What's the point of doing something a lot or even once if at the end of it, you don't get anything out of it? We're obsessed with optimizing ourselves because, I mean, I just did another podcast on this in terms of like the programming and we think it's going to bring us happiness and success. But unlike productivity, optimization suggests like it is kind of baked into the definition that we're getting better at it. Again, you get to define what better means, but like, My thing is with when we can optimize, what we're essentially discovering is how we can get more of something while also getting more of everything else because it's taking us less investment, less input to get more, which means we should have more room for activities. When we're asking, how can I optimize this? It's a different question than how can I be the best? How can I be more productive? How can I be more efficient? Even how can I be... It might be kind of the same question as how can I be more effective? Let's be fair. But the challenge is, is as soon as we optimize, we kind of get this opportunity to optimize again. There, there might be a point when we reach like the optimal level of optimization, <laughs> but I've yet to ever discover that, that point. What I will say is I get to a place where I'm very satisfied and very fulfilled. Like this is good enough. Let's, let's start working on something else to optimize. Right. I'm obviously getting excited because I'm talking loudly. I talked a lot. I was in a design theory obsession phase. With every creative endeavor, with this concept of creative leadership, being an artist, I don't know that we're ever done with something, right? So we kind of just got to pick a start and a finish. That allows us to ideate. We come up with something we want to hypothesize and test. We can then implement it, see the results, take those results And then go back to the beginning and go, okay, now knowing what we know, having tried this, what would we do differently? Would we even try this again? How can we improve upon it? That is ultimately optimization. It is an ongoing, repetitive process. And I would suggest that once you figure out how to optimize in one place, you're going to create that blueprint for success. You're going to understand how to optimize in others. And hopefully... What you're also going to tune into is when is the opportunity to optimize? When do I need to kind of go back to the drawing board? When have I gotten everything out of this that I can? And when is it time to start over? And importantly, when is it not? And it's kind of like circling back to the beginning. There aren't always problems to be solved. Sometimes we just got to let something simmer before it's ready, right? I was also thinking about, like, is this a new thing? Have we gotten obsessed with optimization and productivity and like... Is this with the advance of technology, and now we're able to measure everything, and we've got biometrics and biohackers and people trying to live forever, and so on and so forth? And uh, I've been reading a lot of history books, and I was thinking about the intellectualism of people some people, some select few group of people, during the Dark Ages, which we would have considered a pretty medieval time. <laughs> um, but those who were dedicated to learning. Oftentimes they were in like the clerical, like religious, what's the right word? Like service, shall we say. Like often spoke seven different languages. They often played multiple instruments. They could read and write in music. They were uh, trained in the skill of debate and philosophizing on ideas. Like they, at least in America, they they kind of put to shame like your average person, right? And I suppose they would have done at the time, but I, I thought like, well, when, when did we start thinking about this concept? And then I remembered Utopia, Sir Thomas More's book, which was written in like the 1500s. Uh, and I thought, well, if someone was ideating on the perfect society, and then I thought about almost the antithesis of that, or I consider it to be the antithesis, um, Machiavelli's the prince. <laughs> so in both instances, these two thought leaders, shall we say, were brainstorming on the optimal performance, the optimal society, the optimal way of engaging in your environment and with each other's. And I was surprised to actually discover they were both written around the same time. Now, who knows, like, how long it took for the author to actually compile those ideas. And I thought, huh, were the 1500s <laughs> the moment of optimization? But then I remembered The Art of War by Sun Tzu, and I might be butchering that last name, T Z U. The Art of War, written by Sun Tzu, is on pretty much every entrepreneur's bookshelf. And it's it it talks about like optimizing and outmaneuvering your opponent. And it's on every entrepreneur's desk. I think mainly just to show off because it's a pretty thick book. And it's dense AF if you've ever tried to read like a pretty literal translation translation of it. And also it's was written in 500 AC, I think. Moral of the story, it was written a thousand years before The Prince and Utopia. So clearly we have been asking ourselves, how can we improve? How can we be better? How can we outperform ourselves? This isn't just something that came about with like yogging and aerobics, right? We as humans have, I think, an innate desire to just like kind of make things easier, (laughs) which also translates into getting better at what it is that we're doing. So no, this is not a new mission. We have been asking this question and um, investigating, which suggests like asking a question, testing it, looking at the answers and then applying those answers to the same but more niche question, more specific question to get better. And it's not just so that we can outperform our neighbor or so that we can like merge, acquire and merge with another company. I believe so that we can feel and experience more impact in our work. For those of us who do like working, which I would not suggest is the majority, maybe it's programming, maybe not, but we kind of wake up every day and we're like, what am I going to do? Right. And the more that we can do, potentially the more fun we can have. Again, the more impactful we can have, the more fulfilled we could be, the happier, whatever that result is that you're looking for. and. When we accept who we are and how we work, and don't get me wrong, like, I think, believe me, you, I will be forever and always on a path of professional. I used to call it my self-induced professional development program. (laughs) It's not cool. I like learning. Like, I am hardwired to learn. I have recognized that my desire to know everything all of the time is not how everybody engages with their world. And in fact, it can be felt a little bit Not intimidating or intense, but like oppressive (laughs) to the people around me. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. But I've accepted that that's just how I relate to things. I kind of want to like take it apart and see how it takes and then put it back together, probably break it and then come up with a better way of doing it. And it it takes as long as it takes, right? Some people are like want to get to the finish line first. I want to do it in the most interesting and unique way possible. (laughs) That could probably never be replicated again. I could beat myself up for that. I did. I spent 25 years trying to do it like everybody else. I spent 25 years obsessing about the fact that I am not detail-oriented. I've talked a lot about that. The point being like, When we can accept who we are, our strengths, which I believe are oftentimes the opposite side of the coin of our weaknesses. Like, why am I a big picture person? Why can I see all of the moving pieces? Why can I have several businesses at once? Because I'm not detail oriented, right? So I would look for the kryptonite to your superpower and not try to overcome it. It's exhausting and expensive, not just in terms of like money, but also time and energy. Rather, how can you find that lead box to keep that kryptonite in? How can you circumvent, go around, potentially overcome that thing that is ultimately just a part of you? Like, welcome to your 40s. <laughs> There's just certain things you're going to accept about yourself because they ain't changing. And I, I will say, however, this is why I am such a big believer in talk therapy and the healing modalities and energy work and meditation and physical fitness because it not only allows us to witness that kryptonite, but to accept it for what it is, a part of us. When we know the things that hold us back, rather than continually belaboring the fact that it might slow us down, it might um, cost us the win, what we can do instead is figure out, well, maybe we shouldn't be in that race. If, if it's about speed and I don't like to move that quickly, maybe I should be in a race about intellect or solutions, right? So I believe, and this might be a little bit of a triggering word for some of you, but I believe this is a devotional process. And I say that because when I devote myself to something, it's like I'm in love with it. I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop doing it. And I'm doing it out of pure passion. And I would hope that's how you feel about you. And you were optimizing you because you love you and you want more of you. (laughs) And I'm, I can, I spent, uh, I probably spent 30 years beating the shit out of myself, hating myself, berating myself. And it's still, if I am tired, hungry, angry, lonely, (laughs) halt, that's from like the recovery world. Those are the first things that pop up. And I am the first one to self-sacrifice in order to, I mean, I think I even am pretending that I'm optimizing. But when you can devote you to you, all of you, it's not about the shadow work. It's not about the self-development. It's not about stoic discipline. It's just about asking like, what do I want? What am I willing to do to give that to myself? When you know how you work best, you're going to do it in a way that inevitably optimizes your experience. So this is continual. And what I will say is, Once this can become like almost like a practice of worship, you'll just start to discover the cues. Like I talked about HALT. Those are cues for everybody. I know when I am burnt out, it's because I overworked. And I I, like, I call it my invisible line. It's very challenging for me to see because I love what I do. I've put myself in this position and worked really hard to be able to do things that I love. But that means I don't ever want to stop. And so oftentimes I have to set an alarm for myself. I have to remind myself, like even earlier today, woke up, started working at seven. At like two, I looked at the clock and I was like, oh shit, maybe I should eat. And my ego immediately was like, no way we can crank out another video. No, like we can, we absolutely can. And then I'm going to hit a wall and that wall might take me the rest of the day. It might take me 15 minutes. It could take the rest of the week. It's an unknown. That's that invisible line. If I take 20 minutes out, to have a protein shake or eat some of my leftovers I can work for however many more hours I've tuned myself into that feeling of like we're done here and it's a physical feeling it is not mental awareness my my mind is always going to want me want more that's just like again how I'm hardwired now I can beat myself up over that or I can recognize it and put in the constructs the supports the systems to support me you hear me say your business should support you on your worst day this is what I mean. Like you you don't even have to show up or if you do show up, you get the bare minimum. Like it's all, you've built this foundation that understands how you work and it allows you to do just that, to optimize your work. So if any of this is resonating with you, here's the next super cheesy adage. And uh, I'm not going to say I have mastered this yet. However, I've practiced this long enough and have enough success that I am able to stop my brain from catastrophizing, ruminating, worrying. And when I wake myself up at two o'clock in the morning, I can meditate and go back to sleep. Trust the process. (sighs) Yeah, I said it. What I mean by that is once you hypothesize, once you pick a strategy and you implement it and you've given yourself a timeline, remind yourself this is an experiment. And I don't have enough evidence yet to draw conclusions. I don't have a data set to tell a story. So I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and test it. Trust it. You're going to learn something. And what that something will allow you to do is optimize. <laughs> and it might be, I'm never doing this again. Like coffee, one cup coffee, good. Two cups coffee, bad. <laughs> like, And man, that wasn't, that wasn't always the case. I used to be at like a mainlining espresso, especially when I worked in the recording studios. I was also smoking cigars. So, you know. That allowed me to optimize performance. At the time, I thought it did. There was also champagne mixed in there and all nighters. That was a different time. That stopped working for me. So I stopped doing it. And every now and again, I go back to it. And then I'm very immediately reminded of this is not optimal because I have a fucking panic attack. (laughs) So like it is an experiment and you're going to, you're going to test out what feels good, what feels bad. And it's quite literally that simple. Optimal performance feels good and you will reward yourself by feeling good, which will encourage optimal performance. So let this process move you. What if you can let it happen? Like that is sort of like trust the process is this active choice, right? Cause you're not going to have the thing you want. I was just talking about this with a client earlier and she was like, I kept waiting for it to feel good to do the thing. And I was like, Oh, well, yeah, sure. But if you're still not doing the thing, Maybe try doing it and then see how it feels. And if you do that enough, you're going to create pattern recognition of this thing feels good. Like my run yesterday, didn't want to do it, didn't feel good, got back, was like, I'm going to give this an hour and then I felt great. <laughs> I've done that enough to know I will feel good. I don't have to feel good right now, but I know I'm going to feel like shit if I don't. So, and I, like, I, I ran, I walked, then I ran a little bit longer, then I let myself walk again. And then I like forgot what was happening and just finished the run. Because it turns out if you run, it's shorter than if you walk. Optimal performance. <laughs> like with whatever it is you're testing, get real clear on that result. Like I said, for me, it's easy. Optimal makes it easy. Like actually just running meant that that experience was going to be over sooner, which made it easier for me to get through it. <laughs> Does anybody actually enjoy running? Like, and if fuck you, if that's you, you're whatever. Uh, maybe we can be friends. I don't know. Uh, I've been waiting for that runner's high my whole life, and um, I like running because it's the most optimal performance. Like, it's the most optimal exercise for performance, right? Like a twenty minute run is like the same as about a sixty minute walk. Thirty minute run, ninety minute walk. Like, there's an exponential relationship there, right? So. But I digress. I think I'm talking about running like I did bookkeeping. There was a solid like nine months where all I did was obsess about like how to reframe bookkeeping to a point where it felt easy. We're there now. But I talked about it a lot in the interim. You're welcome. So oftentimes, so we hit this moment where we recognize we want to change. We, I, me, want to change. And that's usually because there's something not optimal going on, right? Like we're in the middle of some hard times. It's rough. It's tough. It's a pattern. We've seen this before. It's the same feeling again. It's the same conversation again. Right. And it might not like the change might feel more challenging than just the status quo. And in fact, that's exactly what it is. And so sometimes it's just really about drawing that line in the sand and saying, okay, I actually used to take clients through this. Like I would have them like, you know, drag their toe across the floor and stand on one side and recognize, describe everything that's happening and then talk about what was on the other side of that line. And then I would make them jump. And it felt a little elementary, so I stopped doing it. But mentally, I do that with myself all the time. I know the difference between a commitment, this is happening, this is a non-negotiable, this is who we are now, and a want. I hope I make that change. I'd love to start dot, dot, dot. Tomorrow, I'm going to. Right? And it took me letting myself down that many times, me not keeping up the bargain with myself, me negotiating in the moment to to just recognize that feeling, that frequency of, oh, this is fucking happening. And so with optimizing yourself, firstly, you're perfect just the way you are. You can create some choice and some agency and potentially some structure to support who you are that might be where some some change is needed, some optimization. So get really clear on the one thing you want to work on, then create a plan around it, create a timeline and test it. See what happens. Do you commit to that every day? Why not? It might just be because you skipped breakfast or you had a rough night's sleep, or you got tasked with like a hundred extra things at work. It might be because like your kid got sick or you got a flat tire. Like There's often extenuating circumstance we have no control over. Optimal performance like flows around that and goes, well, yeah, we had a flat tire. We didn't get to the gym today. We didn't get to that meeting today. We had to cancel our afternoon. And we're going to do this again. That is an outlier. That is not the norm. Or, yeah, every day I push my workout to the afternoon. Maybe it's time to put it in the morning. I don't know why I keep going back to the workout thing, but you get what I'm trying to say. You can literally reinvent yourself at any moment. If something is not working, if it doesn't feel good, you can shift it. You can draw that line in the sand and become somebody completely different. You're a different person now than you were when you first started listening to this. I think about it like shavasana and yoga. And regardless of if you know yoga or not or practice it, they call it corpse pose, right? So at the end of every good yoga class, you should have at least 10 minutes. Most people give you three. Um Western yoga. Am I right? Uh, you, you lay down like you're dead, like corpse pose. Right. And the reason for that is as you, as you bring yourself back to life and bring movement back into your body, it is a rebirth. You have the opportunity to be anyone and anything and achieve whatever it is that you desire in that rebirth. And I love Shavasana for so many different reasons. (laughs) But mainly for that reminder that every day I can start anew and every moment I can choose something different. So if it's not working, do it different and support yourself in that. I have to work out in the morning because I will negotiate the fuck out of it anytime after three. And also that's recently shifted for me. I'm suddenly able to work out in the afternoon. So I'm testing that. Can my workout support me in whatever my schedule looks like for the day? Maybe so far, two weeks and three weeks into it. It's working. Have I worked out every day? Have I negotiated? I didn't go instead. I went and got tortilla chips and margaritas on Tuesday night, but like, did that throw me off my workout regime? No. So anywho, this one was a little more fun than I anticipated it being. Thank you so much for being here. Again, I think you're doing great. I mean, you're here watching me, which means you're the best. And I love you. And that's why I'm here. Please stop looking for things that are wrong with you. Please start loving all of the parts of you and creating a life that supports you for who you are. You are not supposed to be perfect. You would be boring as fuck if you were fully optimized. I don't also know what you would be doing. So with that, have some fun with it. Bring a little bit of laughter to the fuck ups. I don't know. Anywho, you know where to find me. Hello at nicolebz.com. I would love to answer your questions. I would love to make an episode just for you. Please find me in the Discord container. The link is below. It is free to join. I'm on the socials, at the VZ channel. I'm probably doing something pretty cool. Go to nicolebz.com or get in the Discord container to find out what is my latest and greatest. Or maybe I have some products or services that could support you in this optimization, in this desire for change, in this desire for development and growth. So... That's all I got. Thank you so much for being here.